The clockwork automaton is the size of a small child, a hard weight against my fingers. Her glinting metal bones poke through faded lace. A cherubic porcelain face peeks out of the yellowed fabric. Cheeks etched with a patina of fine cracks. Lips pursed and faded red. Eyes bright, black, and smooth. At a glance, the machine looks like a child. But what I'm cradling in my arms is far more strange. For a start, this child is more than 300 years old. The old believer who allowed me into this stuffy church alcove is standing in the doorway, staring at me from the depths of his black beard, the stray hairs of it climbing his cheeks. It's hard to figure out his age under all that hair, but it's easy to see the discomfort in his lucid blue eyes. Tall and bent under the cloth of his black robe, the priest looks like the grim reaper, watching my every move. In contrast to the women of the church who wear prairie dresses, their beautiful hair twisted into thick braids hidden under silk hats. I'm wearing a pair of safety goggles hanging around my neck, blue latex gloves on my hands, and dusty black jeans. My dirty hair is up in a haphazard ponytail. It's my third and final week on the road, and I'm way beyond caring. I lay the porcelain girl on a black pad spread over a gothic oaken desk. My usual workspace at the university doesn't have hand-carved cuckoos and clusters of ivy teased out of solid wood, but I'm used to making do with whatever I find in the field. Is he going to stare at us like that the whole day? I ask Oleg, my translator. Probably, he replies, not looking at me. Oleg is sitting on a stool, leaning his elbows on his knees. The stocky man smells like cigarettes and aftershave. He's consistently rude and impatient and I'm pretty sure he's cursing at me in Ukrainian, but the sponsor that funds my travel decided that Oleg speaks the right languages. Several years ago, the Kunlun Foundation reached out to me on behalf of a wealthy Chinese benefactor, a woman apparently obsessed with mechanical antiquities. Primitive automatons like this doll are a niche area of research, with sources of funding few and far between. Looking at the big picture, I suppose a grouchy translator is a small price to pay in return for the travel and tools I need. I pull the chain on an ornate brass lamp. This alcove is almost claustrophobic, crammed with bookshelves and streaked with dim shafts of light that slant through a high row of arched, leaded windows. A silent waterfall of dust trickles through the light and settles onto the thick, ochre-colored carpet. Outside, the sky is bright and cloudy, spitting occasional raindrops against the glass.